We all need support and community. And as a listener of the Natural Healing Podcast, we want to extend a special invitation for you to join ours. Visit a centerfornaturalhealing.com forward slash welcome to be a part of our global online community. You'll get a free five-step guide to fatigue relief, along with exclusive weekly insights and health tips that we only share via email. Join now at acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash welcome. We look forward to seeing you there. So when you're feeling down, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling angry, just know that there's always a solution to bring you back. So anytime you feel any of these emotions, we often deem them as negative emotions. There's a lot to learn from these emotional states, but also it's important that we know and that we have tools and resources to both regulate and to navigate through these feelings so that we can not only learn from our experiences, but also make changes that will impact us on a personal level. And then of course, create a ripple effect to heal the collective. Welcome to the Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satara Mawafi and Salvador Cephalou, a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley. We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. So we talked about in part one of this discussion on sadness and depression, uh, episode 77, about how we need to address the lungs because the emotions of sadness specifically relates to the metal element and the organ of the lungs and the liver because the liver regulates the chi of the body. And so when the chi is not regulated, we say the chi gets depressed. The chi is depressed, you're going to feel depressed. So regulating the liver is very important. And the other aspect was the spleen and stomach, because those are the organs of transformation and also the production of chi. So we addressed the spleen and stomach actually more in the regulate the chi episode of part one. Today, we're going to talk about invigorating the blood because we say the emotions are held in the blood. Emotions are going to be anything relating to your past history. So if something's unresolved or you've had experiences of trauma, then that could get stored in the blood and we say it could lead to blood stagnation. So invigorating the blood is going to be one way to help you become liberated of emotional patterns, which just have become, you could say chronic and you feel stuck. So the first oil is called Litsia. It's not the most common oil, not a very common oil at all. It's also called Mei Chang. Some spell it M-A-Y, some spell it M-A-I, Chang. And it's called Chinese pepper fruit. So it has this warming qualities, warm to invigorate your blood. But in its warming quality, it actually helps 
liberate heat that's trapped. So it actually, the effect is cooling and calming. And litsia is super valuable in terms of helping reduce anxiety, symptoms relating to your heart, like a rapid heartbeat. It helps relax your mind. It's going you know, to just be a general nerve tonic. I mean, nerve relaxant. So anything from relaxing your mind to relaxing irritable bowel, you could say. And what I like about Litsia, it's also another one of those oils that is known to help you express your emotions, those trapped emotions that you feel that you are tongue-tied about. Well, and the important thing about being able to express your emotions is that when you don't express them or when you're not sure how to, this is how they can bind up your chi and also bind up the blood. So then you might feel just kind of stuck in yourself. You might feel like nothing's moving. You might feel really frustrated. You might feel anxious. A lot of those feelings of frustration, anxiety, anger, that's from not being able to move the chi and blood properly. And so Litsia is really powerful because it helps move and unbind those feelings so that you can express yourself more clearly. And then you're not going to have as much depression, right? Because depression is often this feeling of anger or anxiety or unprocessed emotions turned inward. We're not sure what to do with all these feelings. So we start attacking ourselves with those feelings and that causes a lot of depression as well. Yeah, it's not uncommon for people to say it's their unexpressed anger actually that pushes into their heart and if they don't express it, they end up getting anxiety. So Litsia is a really good oil to help liberate that. And that's why it has an uplifting effect on your mind. And this fragrance, it kind of has this nice citrus fragrance that's also very uplifting. So what you'll notice about many of these essential oils is just smelling them, you'll notice the mood changes just from the fragrance itself. Yeah. And they use it in Taiwan as a popular uh, spice. So it's kind of like a like a lemongrass kind of scent. Mm. The next oil is something that's uh, very common. It's talked about in the Bible. I've had some profound benefits from it that I've talked about in past episodes. Is frankincense. And frankincense is known as a wound healer. So you can think about emotional wounds that are unhealed. It's invigorating to the blood. And in doing so, it also helps calm your shen. So we say it's going to be good to help with Mental restlessness is going to help with anxiety. It'll even help you with insomnia. It's another oil that's going to help relax your diaphragm. So we know it's going to, you know, relax the liver and help the chi circulate. And so that's how your nervous system is going to be impacted. As you relax your diaphragm and regulate the chi, this is going to liberate your lungs. Always think about it like it's going to, it's going to allow your lungs to express themselves and so that's going to help lighten up your mood and very good uh, when you just feel stuck in depression. Well, here's a really good example that we could just kind of interrupt the discussion on the essential oils with. So just for a moment, if you're not driving right now, pause. And I want you to just feel into your body for a moment. And I want you from wherever you are to take a nice, full, deep breath. Now do that a couple of more times. So don't just breathe once, but breathe a few times. And notice what that does, not just to your physical state, but also to your emotional state. 
keep going. And as you become more aware of how the sensations start to change in your body, this is just a really good example of how the lung and liver are so closely connected. So as we breathe, we're able to free the lungs. We're able to open the lungs. And as the lungs open, the liver can relax. And at the same time, when the liver is stagnant, when you feel very, very stuck, that inhibits you from breathing deeply. So the power of oils like frankincense, like some of the oils we talked about in episode 77, is that as you free up that liver chi, you'll be able to breathe more deeply. You liberate the lungs and you relax the nervous system because your breath is such a vital part of your well-being. It's such a vital part of your ability to feel more relaxed, more centered, more present, and more calm. And it's no wonder why paying attention to your breath or following your breath is kind of a fundamental part of meditation and the phase of relaxation into your meditation. And remember, the liver ascends into your brain and the energy, Jeffrey talks about it in terms of the vector of energy of the livers is ascending. So if the liver is all tangled up and your diaphragm is stuck, which you can tell if you can't take that deep breath, your diaphragm is, is stuck, okay? Or if you just get bloated all the time or easily, your diaphragm is probably stuck. If you get cramps around your rib cage, your diaphragm is stuck. If you have thoracic discomfort, your diaphragm is stuck. So if your diaphragm is stuck, the liver cannot ascend its chi properly into your brain. So you're going to have perhaps brain fog or you're just not going to feel very uplifted. Okay, so these oils that we've been talking about are, are all going to help regulate your chi and relax the diaphragm. And that's why my favorite point in for most acupuncturists to uh, open up your chest and relax your diaphragm is pericardium six. Mm-hmm. It's an easy point to find. You just put three fingers above or at the crease of your wrist, the inner part of your wrist. And between the two tendons that you feel there, three fingers above the wrist crease where your wrist folds, that's the pericardium six point. And it's a very unique point. It's one of the only points they say really can be used by itself. And that's why you'll see these wristbands that pregnant women will use for nausea, or you could use it for like seasickness because of the way it opens up your diaphragm and helps so the chi could descend properly so it just doesn't get stuck in your heart. So you could you know, wear those wristbands just to help with your digestion. You could use it to help you breathe deeper and to relax your chest if you feel anxiety put the oil on the point and then you could put the wristband over that. I'll give you a double whammy. Another way to use these oils is you could take five drops of the frankincense and then you could pick five drops of another oil. So you could take something that's lighter because frankincense tends to be a heavy oil, something like litsia. So you could do five drops of litsia, five drops of frankincense and mix it with something that's a little bit fatty. So we suggest a little bit of milk and then pour that in a bath and then soak in that bath before bed and it'll help you sleep. It'll help you um, reduce anxiety and just calm your nervous system down after a stressful day. So the last oil, when we're talking about invigorating the blood to address feelings of depression and sadness is sandalwood. So sandalwood is a really beautiful oil in terms of its fragrance, but also in terms of the properties it has and its ability to calm your shen or what in Chinese medicine is referred to as the spirit. So 
Sandalwood helps with lymphatic congestion. It helps to invigorate your blood. So it really helps to move the blood. But at the same time, it also helps to calm you down. So it really relaxes the nervous system. It's really good to moisten the lungs. So if you have a dry cough, sandalwood can also be helpful for that. And what we have at home that you may be able to find is because sandalwood comes from wood, right? You can buy the little sticks and you can actually burn the sticks and have that fragrance in your home as a way to calm the shen and kind of clear the energy of your home, even if you can't buy the essential oil, because it is one of the more expensive essential oils. Sandalwood uh, incense sticks are easy to find, but it's my go-to. I often will use this at the office if I'm just feeling a little bit stressed. And I like that it does have some moistening quality and it relaxes the diaphragm to help regulate qi. And I do tend to get that qi stagnation uh, tight diaphragm. So I will put sandalwood on pericardium six, at least a couple times, two, three times a week, just to kind of help me, uh, kind of grounds me out. You know, it's a, it's a calming oil and yet it has like this invigorating quality. So it's not going to put you to sleep. So another one of my favorite oils is sandalwood. The Taoists believe that anything is possible, including miracles, and that when you open your heart, you open your world to endless possibilities. My audio guide, How to Attract Endless Possibilities, will teach you the exact steps to help you create your ideal life. And it's yours free when you sign up now at sataramoafi.com forward slash miracles. You'll learn the four pillars that'll allow you to shift your internal experience so you can begin manifesting exactly what you want. The life of your dreams is closer than you think. Visit setaramoafi.com forward slash miracles to start creating it now. That's S-E-T-A-R-E-H-M-O-A-F-I.com forward slash miracles. So to review, the three oils that we talked about in terms of invigorating the blood are litsia, frankincense, and sandalwood. So if you're suffering from more chronic conditions with depression, now we're not saying that the essential oils are going to be your only path to healing because some people have to be on medication and that's understandable as well. But one of the things to really think about in the context of our discussion today is invigorating your blood is going to be one of the most powerful ways to address these chronic issues because the emotions are held in your blood. So if you're wanting to break through these chronic patterns, you have to address things at the blood level. And so the three oils that we talked about are very important in this way. The last episode, episode 77, we focused more on regulating chi, talked about the liver, the spleen and stomach. But in this episode, the oils that we addressed are going to be more important for more chronic patterns of depression. We did touch on cumin essential oil and specifically just using the spice in your food, in your cooking in that last episode. And keep in mind, that's also a very good spice to invigorate your blood. So it could also be included in this list. We just happen to include it with the regulate chi oils. Yeah. So anytime you use cumin, you're going to get a benefit all around. So start to incorporate, even if you don't want to start with all the essential oils or any of them, use these spices, use cumin and see how that starts to uplift your mood overall. And just as a reminder, we did address this in the episode about regulating your chi for depression and sadness. And that's going to always, what's always going to be in play is to 
manage your diet so you are not inducing too much dampness because that dampness will keep you feeling stuck. It will keep you feeling foggy in your mind. It will keep you feeling apathetic. So dampness is induced by too much carbs, too much sugar, too much dairy in your diet. So if you're sensitive to those things, do a little food elimination and you'll start noticing these patterns that will start to clear up for you. Well, it's really common when we're feeling down to reach for the kind of easy uplift foods like ice cream, sugar, carbohydrates, the things that are easy to digest and kind of move through the system quickly and give us a quick jolt. And that's where you really want to be careful because no matter what care you give yourself, when you're going through periods of experiencing a lot of sadness and depression, if you're not taking care of your diet, it's really not going to make a difference. And that's why a lot of people go through a series of changes in terms of the treatments that they receive, the supplements that we take. We see this all the time. People come in with a laundry list of supplements, thinking that they're helping their condition by taking a lot of supplements. And very often the case is that they're actually dampening their system by taking too many supplements and by having a poor diet simultaneously, which creates even more dampness. So you really want to be careful about what you're taking in, how much information you take in in a single day. So if you want to keep up with the news, make sure that you really manage how much time you spend on the internet, on reading newspapers, social media, etc. It's really important because your body can and mind can only process so much information. And remember, as I've mentioned in the previous episode, that your spleen is the main organ that's responsible for the transformation and transportation of food and thoughts. And that includes information. Information gets processed as thoughts. So really manage what you take in in that sense and also manage and make sure that you're paying attention to what you take in in terms of the foods that you eat so that you are mindful of how much that is impacting your gut health because eventually whatever you put in your gut is going to affect your mental health through the gut-brain access. Now we also talked about bergamot in that last episode in terms of its bitter nature and how that helps relax your liver. And in terms of food, Coffee and especially dark chocolate are bitter substances that we often reach to to help us either relax or just to liberate the chi so we feel uplifted with the coffee. Now, even though in small dosages, those could be acceptable support substances, (laughs) but uh, each of them will be damp inducing. You know, chocolate uh, is going to induce dampness. And, and then coffee actually is, is quite a fungal food. So you got to be careful if you're, or if you're just adding a lot of milk and sugar to your coffee, then that's especially going to be a very dampening food. So keep that in mind. We often reach to the bitters for some temporary relief, but sometimes it can just keep, kind of keep us trapped. But the better bitters, if you're wanting to use food, (laughs) would be to have more bitter vegetables. That actually will be beneficial because that actually helps drain the dampness out of your system. So greens cooked like dandelion, you can even try the spicy greens like arugula that can actually help to uplift your mood and drain the dampness. So try to stick more toward the healthier foods, even though I know that the tendency will be to go toward the junk food whenever you're feeling down. Just know that the junk food will increase your feeling of feeling down. So just be mindful. The main thing is that you're aware of these patterns, that you're aware of the habits, that you're not just doing them mindlessly. And so if you choose to eat whatever you're eating, just make sure that you know that that's what you're doing. It You're doing it with awareness and not just unconsciously. I like in terms of greens, just the mixed green salads. You know, there's lots of 
assortment of greens in there and there's a lot of bitters in there and it's not overwhelming like dandelion. <laughs> yeah, green. dandelion can definitely be hard it's to pretty eat. pretty intense. <laughs> you have to mix it in with things. And you can actually buy those mixed green salads and cook them. You don't have to eat them raw. So we often buy like the big mixed green that has like chard and spinach and kale and radicchio and all these different bitter greens in them. And we'll cook them lightly or lightly saute them before eating them because that makes them a lot more easy to digest. Yeah. It's part of my breakfast. A lot of times I'll just mix it with eggs. Mm -hmm. So that is our episode on moving the blood with essential oils to help liberate you from chronic patterns of depression, sadness, and really any emotion that you just feel kind of stuck with. And remember that the work that you do on yourself on an individual level is always going to ripple into the collective. So keep focusing on how you can enhance your health to better yourself and make yourself more available for whatever the world is needing right now. And thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. Make sure to go to a centerfornaturalhealing.com forward slash depression to see both episodes 77 and 78. And please let us know your insights in the comments. Thank you so much for being here with us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, if you haven't already done so, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This ensures that we can share this invaluable information with more listeners just like you. Thank you.